T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 613 Friday morning and it's foggy out there. So foggy that if you're not paying attention, you can miss your exit as I almost did with the Camp Street exit coming off the bridge this morning because it all kind of blends together, right? It will lift eventually. Then it's very warm today. Highs of 82, 82 tomorrow, 82 Sunday. Record heat Monday, highs of 84. Not as humid Tuesday, highs of 79. But then we're in the March by that time, early spring, and this is going to feel like it with highs of 84. Right now we're foggy, as we said, and hanging out oh, around 65 degrees or so if you average the temperatures throughout the areas, maybe a little bit warmer than that. And we're talking about the presidential election coming up. You know, with a football schedule, you know who you're playing so you can get ready. And for the most part, you know who your team is with a presidential election. Eh, not so much. You don't know who you're going to be facing, and you really don't know what your team is with a political party, right? Justin Buchler joins us, associate professor of political science at Case Western Reserve University, to talk about it. Morning, Professor. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm guessing you're not in the mid-70s wherever you are. Uh, well, actually, we were pretty close yesterday, and the temperature is dropping again today. It's a little wild up here. Really? I didn't realize yeah. that it had gotten that warm. Uh, yeah, it's a, a strange winter up here. Strange times indeed. Let's talk about yeah. President Biden um, running for uh, president again, because as I said, like with a football team, you know who you're playing. You have an idea who your team is here. There are a lot of variables floating about, are there not? Uh, there are. We don't really know uh, who the candidates are going to be uh, for for this year. Um so there are some murmurings that uh, Biden may not run. We've got uh, an interesting contest on the Republican side, and uh, that leaves a lot up in the air. Yeah. So one thing I found interesting is that we always talk about, is it better to elect presidents that are governors or senators? And some of President Biden's indecisiveness, some are saying, is linked to the fact that he was in the Senate for so long, which is a deliberative body, and he wants to hear all sides and think it through. And I'm saying the Senate does as well and come to an informed decision. Is that hurting him a little bit in his presidency? Uh, I don't know if that's hurting him. I, there, There's a benefit to having been in the Senate and being able to work with the Senate uh, there's a benefit to having been a governor because there is executive experience. I'm not sure it really balances out in either favor uh, because I, the job of the president is an executive job, but you need to be able to work with the legislature. And knowing the legislators 
really is an advantage. So I'm not really sure that it uh, uh, is necessarily an advantage either way. And empirically, I don't know that there is a clearly decisive advantage. You know, in keeping with the team motif where, where I started talking to you, a lot of it has to do with the staff uh, that the president surrounds himself with. Thoughts on the president's staff, President Biden's staff? Have they served him well or not? Um, well, I, I think that some of the staff have, have served him well, uh, some maybe a little bit less, so some are, are controversial. Um, and I think that one of the things that we're seeing is that there are incentives for Republicans in Congress to try to find somebody to target. And one of the things that we're seeing with uh, with the House Republicans is they want to find somebody to go after. And it looks like they're going to try to go after Mayorkas on immigration. Whether or not Mayorkas has done anything specifically wrong on immigration is a little bit more questionable. But they have incentives to try to go after somebody. And part of what's going on is that Kevin McCarthy is trying to tamp down the uh, pressure to impeach Biden because he doesn't really have any direct charges. But if he can direct that towards Mayorkas, then maybe he can tamp down the pressure within his caucus to impeach Biden, which would likely backfire. All right, let's talk about if not Joe Biden, who? Who's waiting in a, or whom? Who's waiting in the wings to to assume the mantle of the Democratic nominee for president from the Democratic Party? Uh, that's an outstanding question, and I don't have a good answer. Mm. So the last time an incumbent president did not seek renomination was 1968. That was Lyndon Johnson. So what happened was that Johnson uh, actually did run in the New Hampshire primary. He just barely edged out Eugene McCarthy, but uh, he decided not to seek renomination. And the nomination rules were different at the time, uh, but the Democratic Convention nominated Hubert Humphrey, uh, uh, sitting vice president. Uh, Humphrey then lost to Nixon. Um, so the sitting vice president would be, generally speaking, the obvious choice. But for whatever reason, a lot of Democrats are nervous about Kamala Harris. Uh, but if not Kamala Harris, we really don't know uh, who the who the, uh, who the who choice might be. So um, we really don't know. Nobody within the Democratic Party is really positioning themselves as a successor to Biden if Biden decides not to run. And part of that is that Biden has mostly signaled that he would likely run. Uh, but it's also the case that there isn't necessarily an obvious successor. So we really don't know. So we know that Republicans and, and y'all, you don't have to text me if you're a Republican that you don't hate, like Kamala Harris, because I think we can stipulate that, that if you're a Republican, you don't want Kamala Harris to be uh, president. But for Democrats and Professor, we'll take a break here and you can um, answer when we come back. What is the Democrats problem with Kamala Harris? Is it about they don't think she can get elected is because they don't think she's a strong enough candidate. Is there something in the background that would prevent that from happening? And also on the Republican side of it, we'll talk about former President Trump. I know he has announced his candidacy, but that all has, I guess, is based on the primaries and who does what in the primaries. And if President Trump does well in the primaries, is that going to make the Republican Party 
happy as he becomes a presumptive nominee because it's really extremists on both sides. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way, but let's say the most active in the parties that vote in the primaries. And as a result, they kind of distill or winnow the candidates down to the most extreme. You got any questions or comments? 504-260-1870. Time for traffic now on WWL. 626, I uh, wouldn't call it that, Friday morning, 24th of February, talking to Justin Buchler, a friend, associate professor of political science at Case Western Reserve University. Okay, professor, so I think we can pretty well stipulate the Republicans don't want Kamala Harris to be president, but you would think that that would be the natural successor to Joe Biden should he choose not to run. Where are her liabilities? The Democrats want to win the election, I would think. Why not her? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. Um, so uh, Democrats are kind of nervous about her, and I don't think that there is an obvious answer. Um, I mean, Republicans don't like her, but Republicans don't really like any Democrat. That's kind of what it means right. uh, to have a partisan difference. Uh, there's a, a perception among Democrats that she's not necessarily the most electable, and to the degree that Democrats are nervous about her, that's probably it. As for where that perception comes from, it's not really clear because uh, she uh, she sort of faltered during the primaries. She uh, kind of fell away, and it came down really to uh, Biden at the end. But uh, it's not it's not really clear how she would do in a competitive general election because. She was elected statewide in California, but if you're running as a Democrat statewide in California, that's I mean, that's not really a a very good test. So it's not clear why she is perceived as not electable, except, well, Republicans don't like her. Um, But that's the Democratic perception. So let's talk about the Republican side. Are they happy with President Trump running? Is the Republican establishment happy that President Trump is running for president again? Former President well, Republican, Trump. Yeah. Well, the Republican establishment never liked Trump, and uh, the, ele- the 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 voter base, the Republican Party, really likes Trump a lot, and there are a lot of them who, who still like him and would like him to run and be president again. Uh, the establishment of the Republican Party, meaning the elected officials and the leaders, they never liked him, and that was always kind of the divide over Trump, that uh, the electoral base really liked him and, and the establishment didn't. As for how that plays out, we we saw it in 2016, where the uh, the establishment didn't really rally around anybody else to oppose Trump, so Trump won, and we might see that play out again because the base of the party still really likes him and really supports him. He has a sort of a core following. Um, the establishment of the party still doesn't like him and maybe dislikes him even more at this point, but unless they come out strongly against him and in favor of some specific alternative, uh, we may see a replay of 2016. So what about Nikki Haley and who else is declared for the Republican? Nobody yet. It's just Nikki Haley so far. There are uh, We sort of assume that Ron DeSantis will run, but he hasn't declared yet. And uh, so he's been pressed on this. But DeSantis has not declared yet. There are a few other possibilities like my, uh, Mike Pompeo and, and a few others. But Nikki Haley is the only one who's declared, which is why she got some coverage. Uh, but 
if there's a, a if there is a likely strong alternative, it's probably uh, DeSantis, which is why uh, we've seen a, um, sort of a feud at this point uh, erupting between Trump and DeSantis. But he's probably the strongest alternative to Trump at this point. Make no mistake about it. Trump is going to savage whoever runs against him. That's an oh, obvious yeah. statement, is it not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's not begun with Nikki Haley yet, right? Oh, no, no, not really. I mean, he's gone after her a little bit, but only a little bit because he's not afraid of her. Gotcha. Thank you, Professor. I appreciate your time. I really do. Have a good weekend, all right? You too. Justin Buechler, Associate Professor of Political Science at Case Western Reserve University. When we come back, we're going to talk to Fred Lopez, Professor of Medicine. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 